I like long ass. Welcome to episode 174 of the TryGames.net podcast. It is May 8th, 2010. And it is Saturday. It is sunny. Uh, all the... Uh, all, all the all the alcohol is out of our systems. Uh, my eardrums hurt in a Aww. good way. I just came from Al's concert, which he played yesterday yep, in first Queens. Show of the year. First show of the year with his new band. What's it called? Rocafuerte. Where does it live? Uh, Rocafuertemusica.com. Dot com for anybody who doesn't know Spanish. That's it. That's the episode. That's our pippage, and we're out. No, that that would be nice for you guys, but we're not going to let you off. That easy. Uh, Pete is at the post office, like receiving mail order porn or something. I don't, I don't really know, but he he'll be on shortly, maybe within the next twenty minutes or so. Uh, we got a topic for you today that is basically the mirror of last week's topic, which is what games would you like to see that are in the current day undergo a retro remake. So. I think the example that Al pulled out, or is it Pete? I can't remember. Was um, how Dark Void got the Dark Void Zero joke game, mm. um, and how Bayonetta kind of had that mock eight-bit video made out of it. So, have you seen that? Mm-mm. Oh, it's uh, it's basically Bayonetta side-scrolling. Uh, nice. It's pretty interesting to look at. Um, so yeah, that's our topic for today. We got a nice long email from uh from a listener, uh, by the name of the Roadhead. Um. And we got a couple of comments that we still have to read from last week's topic. Uh, I'm sure the same thing will happen next week where we get a whole bunch of comments on this week's topic. So, Which is fine. That is totally fine. Um, but first, while we wait for Petter, Al, what have you been playing besides your guitar? Not much. Aw. Moving on then. No. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. sure. um, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy thirteen, Probably about an hour. Or an hour and a half. And... Uh, I thought I was at the last boss, but they decided like throw some more hoops at me. Oh, so Wind Waker style? Mm, sort of. It was like I think this may be like the final, 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 final <laughs> maze dungeon corridor. And basically, what you're doing is you're chasing something, sort of, and it keeps making these things for you to go through and enemies for you to fight. And then I got to this one point where I, like, fought these two enemies, which are, like, boss class characters. They're similar to a boss that was earlier in the game. Beat them. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe the next the next boss will be the last boss. Like, it'll go right into the last boss. So I pop out of that. Pop, and go pop. back into where I was before, but in a different area. And now there's two of these things that, I'm, that are basically creating these paths for me. One stay, stays behind, and it creates a portal to go back to the beginning. So if I decided <coughs> I wanted to go and just erase all, not erase, but just go back, maybe hit a warp, go back to Pulse or whatever, and run around, do more missions and whatnot, I could still do that. So so it lets you do what Final Fantasy three on the DS does not let you do. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> but the thing is, Final Fantasy three and the DS is like, um, fuck that game, man. You know that that <laughs> the the last dungeon in that game 
wasn't actually that bad. No, and it's it's funny because when you were talking about it before I actually went to start playing, I was really really apprehensive. I really did not want to go through that. And then like when I finally got to the end, I'm like, oh, okay, it's not bad. Yeah, that was because I was ill prepared. Ah. And then when I was properly prepared, I was just like, okay, well it's just a matter of time, and right. then I beat it. No, no, uh, because you were you were like, oh, it's two hours. I'm like, two hours to just walk through this. Yeah. Um, that was because I was ill-prepared and I, I had, like, hard fights to do. Oh, uh, okay. Like, every gotcha. four steps or something like that. Ugh. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. um, I said, fuck this, I'm not playing anymore because I had to go fuck to bed. Fuck that shit. And, uh, so I have, like, a whole nother, like, twisty path dungeon thingy to do and probably gonna be, like, another three of those because I have to go to the thing that I'm chasing and then it's probably going to make another one and I got to go and chase it again and make another one and probably fight another boss. and I, I don't know, but <laughs> I'll see what I can do this weekend. Um, probably after the podcast, I'm going to take a nap because I, I got home at two something, but I went to bed about three and then woke up at like six, seven, and eight because I was having this really weird recurring dream. <laughs> uh, it, it was actually like a really really bad dream. Um, oh. Someone, it was about someone in my family who um, is still alive, but in my dream, they died. Oh, that's grim. And I don't mean like died, died. I mean like murdered, died. So like I'm like Freddy Krueger? No, no. I don't mean like, like, uh, what the hell is that movie? Brave One. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> shit. Got, like beat the hell up and shit. But anyway. Uh, Yo, that ain't cool, man. Other than that, I've been playing Pokemon, like, all week, because it's the only game I actually can play, um, it, mainly because there's a guy at my job who um, is also playing Pokemon, but he's, <clears throat> excuse me, he's just grinding, basically, and he's grinding, not proceeding with the game, but I'm grinding. proceeding with the game, uh-huh. so uh, we usually talk about stuff, and then I usually go get some Pokemon from my other game and trade them over. And make some eggs and send them to him if he wants. Um, Are you played... still going hard hardcore with the pedometer? Yeah, hell yeah, hell it yeah! Out, it just came out with another route that you can walk on, and you get all these like rare Pokemon from um, the most recent generation. But you have to do like ten thousand steps. <laughs> Did you get... have it going during the concert so that every time you stepped on your on your guitar pedal, it it, it registered? Yeah, pretty much. It was on my belt. <laughs> Uh, I was actually at practice on Thursday, and I put it on the amplifier. <clears throat> oh, shit. And it was generating, like, a, an insane amount of steps. I think it generated <laughs> something like four or 5,000 steps while I was playing for the Because of the hours. pulsating of the of the sound? and Yeah, because of the vibration of the amp, because, you know, from the speakers rattling. That's funny. I'm, I'm surprised that it, it actually registered as steps, because... You, you know, are surprised. Steps uh, aren't usually that. Oh, <laughs> Wake up, son. That's not really that small of Wake a, up, son. Wake up. A vibration, you know. Right. So, um, yeah. So that was Pokemon. And I played about 20 minutes of Apollo Justice before I went to sleep. When I got home from the uh, show, mm-hmm. I uh, I played a little bit, and I was starting to fall asleep on it. 
So oh, I decided to... Don't you hate that? Like, you start playing it, and then the next thing you know, it's been stuck on the same screen for, like, ten minutes, and your eyes are all sore because, like... Not sore, but like the, you know, you know when you when you fall asleep for a bit and you open your eyes again, is it, it you? There's that kind of weird sensation of like, mm -hmm. what the what the fuck just happened? My eyes feel weird, yes. and then you're like, oh, I was playing this. What was happening? <laughs> yep. Um, and then that's why I went to sleep. I was hoping to at least be up until like four because I had actually slept all day. No. Oh. Between like eleven and five, or eleven and five thirty, I was asleep. So I'm thinking, okay, well. I can be up for a little while, but no, that didn't happen. Uh, I am at in case number two, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I just before you go on, before you mm -hmm. go on, I have a special announcement to make. Pete's here. Yay. Let's bring him into the studio. We'll take a quick break, and Al will talk about case two of Aparo Justice. Polly. back in the studio, which is really metaphorical because we're at different places right now, with Petter. He has made it back to the post office safe and sound with his mail order porn. We're going to go back to Al, who was talking about case two of Apollo Justice. Ace Attorney. What you been playing, Al? Spoilers! Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, go ahead, Al. Spoiler Um, I found Trucy's... Fuck, should I leave again? No, trust me. It's, it's just uh, nothing really big. You're gonna do it eventually, and That's, it'll be you're funny going to do it I eventually. Tell you what's funny about is, it is a is his name Apollo Justice? Yes, his name is Apollo Justice. What? Okay, I was gonna make a joke, but I didn't remember his name. But the joke was gonna be is Apollo Justice the Origami Killer? But now I fucked up my joke because I didn't know his the name. The Origami uh -huh. Killer. Origami. 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 Um, yeah, I found Trucy's panties. I can't do anything. What? Yeah, exactly. See, that's why it's not a spoiler. <laughs> and um. Uh, I don't know if you remember Austin. Uh, I I totally forgot the panty good, thing. Good, good. That makes it so much better because then you because when you told again. me about it, when you told me about it, you I was like, all right. But what was what what happened again? And you're uh, like, oh, apparently there's somebody who's like stealing panties. I, I I in the beginning of the case, so I don't really know. Um, but the girl who's with you, Trucy, she she saw somebody steal her panties because she hung them out to dry. Stealing all my panties. And we find the panties stuffed in the tailpipe of a car. And, and the tailpipe? There's a whole bunch of funny jokes regarding tailpipes and panties, which is pretty funny. Um, Not meant for kids, kids. Right. And uh, so now I am... Recording. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm like there. I found the panties and um, found the cell phone. The panties. Whoa, that's gross. I think <laughs> I think I'm supposed to follow up on it at the the clinic. <laughs> it just sounds Ramon very ambiguous. Clinic. It's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him Ramon from the clinic called. <laughs> Tell him I have his panties. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was that. <sighs> that was it for the panties. I believe that that is all I have played because um. Panty Raider. 
Um, I mean, other than no, that's not even worth mentioning. And uh, Panty Racer Deluxe. I haven't even done anything with WarioWare DIY. I have two game designs, and I have not done anything with them yet. No, you haven't. Right, I haven't. No, you haven't. Right, I haven't. Yeah, you have. Pete! Yeah. iPhone! Oh, I, I'm going to reserve my iPhones for my Apple Bytes. You, you got my FTP thing, Oh, right? oh, that's Did what you just say Apple on. Bytes? Yeah. Apple Byte. He, he yeah. We have a trilobite coming from Pete. Uh, I haven't been able to edit it yet, but it is on the server and I'm going to uh, upload it for y'all to hear, but I... Um, yeah, it's going to be a new series of Trilobites from me called the Aplobites. So it's just going to be iPad games? I mean, iPod games? So you won't talk about yeah, the Yeah, like, iPod games, apps, whatever I'm iPod. fucking around with, yeah. Why you don't want to talk about the... Uh, yeah. iPhone, why am I saying iPod? iPod. iPod. Piper pod. Pi- Pit pod. Because if I talk about it on here, it'll extend the cast by like an extra like 20, 30 minutes, and it, it, it's just, yeah, just easier to do as Trilobites for when I... Apple Bites. Uh... Apple bite, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but I will uh, talk about uh, Deus Ex. Yeah, you will. After we recorded last week. And I only played through the first quote-unquote stage. I don't know if there's actually... Uh, does the game actually stop stages and like start different areas? Because I made it through the first mission and then to the headquarters of the uh, group that you're with. Uh-huh. And I started messing around with my computer and stuff. But I guess you have to go to... You have to actually go into New York or something then after that. Um, and I don't know, does, does it just like, is it a seamless transition, kind of like a half-life style or does it actually like stop an area and then start a new area? It, um, it, it, it starts and stops. So like there, there are certain points where kind of like end of chapter one, start chapter two type of thing. Well, yeah, but it doesn't like, I don't, I, I, if I remember correctly, it doesn't explicitly call the things like that out, you know? So kind of just like a fade to black, fade up here somewhere else. Yeah. Like 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 okay. the New York thing. Okay, so you haven't been to New York yet. No, because I didn't finish doing what I have to do in the uh, headquarters to like like I gotta go be debriefed and whatnot. Or oh, something. okay. So when you go to New York, you basically just um you just go to the helipad and he takes you on a chopper to New York. Okay, are you on that chopper ride or is it like no? It it it, going... it it just okay. it just shows the chopper going off and then you're there. Okay. So then I have I'll, I'll consider that to have not fi- like completely finished the first mission, um, but uh, I did all the major stuff, you know, all the like the fighting and whatnot. Uh-huh. And um, the the okay, the first things I noticed um, th- through the tutorial, uh, I really sucked on anything that was stealth related. Gee, what a surprise! Because <laughs> I sucked stealth stuff. Well, it's also um, it's also a little harder because it's in the first person's pr- perspective, and so you don't get to see shit behind you. That's true too. Um, also, the controls by default are not good, um, at least to me. Uh, the way I play first-person games, it doesn't work with the crouching and whatnot, and you have to stay crouched to move silently. Oh, you mean like the key bindings? Yeah, yeah, because I think it was like X to crouch or something, which was really weird, yeah. and then like having to like bend my hand around, and I always use F to crouch in most games. Oh, F, interesting. Um, I use control. So. Well, I, I play first-person shooter games like a, uh, like a typist, so I use like ASDF as my main keys instead of like you know, people who use WASD and have their pinky on shift to control. WASD. Oh, interesting. So ASDF, so then what? what is for? I mean, I still use WASD for movement. I'm just saying my hand oh, by default sit, is, sits on ASDF. So it doesn't, so you don't, like, go to the peripheral keys. Yeah, I, I mean, I can if I need to, but control is, like, really, a, like, yeah. an odd key to use for me. Right. Anyway, um, uh. regardless of my key bindings, uh, I'm just bad at stealth stuff. Yeah, you and are. And so I, like, when I got into the mission... Uh, they ask you know that up front they tell you try not to uh 
you know, try not to kill people because you're a cop and, uh, you know, try to try to try to be quiet and like, you know, not make a big presence yourself. And I just ran and started fucking knifing everybody because <laughs> um, I, I pumped up my I like the fact that you can assign your points and pick out your skills and whatnot. Uh, it's, I, I'm saying whatnot a lot today. Everyone, every time I every time I say whatnot, take a take a shot. Um, nice. So, uh, yeah, like you, it's like, you know, uh, it, it was kind of the, I guess, I don't know if I'd say Genesis, but it's a, like a primitive version of, you know, first person shooter meets RPG mechanics kind of thing. Um, yep. And, uh, so I pu- pumped all my stuff into like melee and, uh, like melee and pistols, I think it was, but mostly melee. Cause I want to, I just want to like run up and knife people. <laughs> um, so that's what I did. Uh, I took like the, uh, the tranquilizer dart thing. And I guess it must be because I didn't put enough points in whatever that would be used, whatever that falls into, because I noticed that even though my reticle was, like, straight on their head, I could still, you know, technically miss. Um, yeah. that And, that, and that's a ha- little bit frustrating if you're walking into it thinking that, you know, it's doom. Yeah. Um, and then having to go and retrieve the darts a pain in the ass, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, the, uh, the, the thing is that you can, you know? Yeah. I, I think most games wouldn't wouldn't think about that, wouldn't let you do that. And the fact that you can in this is kind of cool. Yeah, it's just, like, at least for the first level, and this is something, this is what I was going to say is my, like, I want to say biggest problem, but, like, the thing that kind of disappointed me about the first level, it's really dark. No matter where you are, it's really fucking dark. Um, Huh. You should be able to up the brightness, because it's never been a problem for me. I mean, it's just, the scenery is, like, the, the, the atmosphere is dark. Like, dark sky, dark ground, dark, like, I mean... I could see what I was looking at and stuff. It's not like I was like blind or whatever. Like I knew a box was a box and there's a ladder and whatnot. Oh, you're just, like, so you're just saying the art design was. Yeah, it's just like really, really blacks and blues and dark grays. It's a really bad like looking game. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it tries to brighten up once you get into the city at all, or if it always keeps that like really dark gothic city type of look. Um. But uh, it's kind of dank. It's it's a very dark design and. and... Not, I wouldn't call it gothic, but I, if unless I'm, I don't mean gothic. I just mean like, I don't know, brooding right. or something. Brooding. It's put it this way. I don't think you ever are 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 out during the day. <laughs> okay. You are never. I'll call it. You are. I'll never call it dingy daylight. sci-fi. Dingy That's sci-fi. what it is. Yeah, dystopian. You are never in the daylight. Uh, okay. There are some places where, uh, there is that story related or is it just? I think. Do you I, think it's just mechanics I think or it's not just, mechanics like uh? Like you know, what I mean, uh, they couldn't the design element is what I mean to say. Uh, I I think they just chose to make it all at night, you know. But um, yeah, I, I think let me see. There are places where there there is like it's light, but it's you know artificial indoor light, and sometimes like there's there there are neon signs because you're in a city, but it's not all that. It, it's it's pretty much dark. <laughs> okay. So I mean, it's playable. It just uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of would have liked a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. Playing something like you know, like Half Life Two or something, where it's like the environments are so varied and like vibrant in some spots and whatnot. Even like when it is dark and dingy, it's still like it has character. And I feel like the world of Deus Ex does not have character. Obviously, it is an older game, so can't fault it for that. I, I disagree. But, I think it has a lot of character. It's just very like unappealing visually because it's so dingy and because it's so dark and because they're using the fucking first Unreal Engine really poorly. That it looks, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, the gameplay itself, I really like so far. Um, I'll have to see if I can, you know, make it through the entire game just knife and fools. 
And uh, did you try using that little cattle prod thing? Yeah, I, love I that did. Thing. I, w- I would cattle prod them to get them to like do the stand up shock thing, and then I would knife them while they were shocked. You should be um, able to um, to cattle prod them in the head when they're not looking. Like uh, if they're if they're standing with their backs towards you, you could you could walk up to their head, cattle prod their head, and they go down instantly. Oh yeah, I think I've done that a couple times too. I've tried actually because uh, I I know I trank darted one drank trank darted. Uh, one guy, and I tried going up while he was like unconscious and knifing him while he was down on the ground unconscious. But you can't kill him, I guess, once they're actually unconscious. They just stay unconscious. You actually unconscious, can. unconscious, unconscious. Um, I I've... I stabbed him repeatedly. Uh, I I don't know. It I've made gotten them, a... the stabby noise and blood was coming out, but it didn't. <laughs> it, I think it. I think the status on it says like knocked out or unconscious or something. Really? I don't know because and it never. I'll keep going. Sorry. I was gonna say it never changed to dead. I don't know because I've I've like knocked someone out. And then there's there's a weapon that I have that I that I that I got that's really strong, and I kept on slicing away at the dude, and he gipped. <laughs> he just went oh. to pieces. So uh, unless I, unless I think it's Soldier of Fortune, which I very well might be, but I, I remember nobody's gibbed in the game for me or gibbed. I don't say gibbed, I say jibbed. No, nobody jibbed. I think in... you're right. I could be wrong. I I, I really could. I, I really think I might be thinking of Soldier of Fortune now that I think more about it. <laughs> so well, never mind. Be... They could. I haven't. I don't. Have, I haven't used any heavy weapons or anything. All I've used so far is a knife. So maybe it happens if you have stronger weapons. I don't know. Either. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I'm enjoying the game. And uh. Yeah. I like the fact that you can kind of choose your way. You know. It's like, like I said, early first-person shooter meets RPG mechanics. Uh. A lot of like, like Hitman type of style where you get to choose your way through the world and how you want to best tackle a situation and yeah. things like that. Um. So I really like that. I. I definitely noticed again. It, I, like I mentioned last time, I talked about it. It has that like grainy filter over it in an attempt to try to make it look more like photo. Like I think they that filter is specifically to try to make it look like a photo or something. Like you're looking at a like a JPEG of an actual photo as opposed to game elements. You know, um, like you'd have to go back in and check it out yourself to know, understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm, uh, or, yeah. I'm wondering or just if that's grab an a, update or something because I never noticed that in the past. Oh, I'm, I yeah, I wouldn't know since this is my first time playing. Oh no, I did play it a long time ago, but I don't remember. Um, I played through like the first like five minutes a long time ago. Uh, but anyway, yeah, good game, so I'll keep playing that. Uh, the only other thing I'll talk about real quick is uh, I did end up playing Mad Dog McCree with Dez. Uh, <laughs> he had it for the nice. I did record it, so I'm going to do my best to try to edit those and get get that stuff up on YouTube. But as a game, uh, the game itself for the Wii, uh, it's called Mad Dog McCree. Is it spelled M C R I I? It should be C R I I C R E E, as in we. Oh, I get it. That they should do funny. that. Because it's stupid. <laughs> it probably wouldn't have sold. <laughs> Bad Dog <laughs> McCry. Like, what the fuck is this ripoff? Um, but yeah, like uh, it has three games in it. Um, the third game I don't know if it's a Mad Dog McCree game, but it's got Mad Dog McCree, Mad Dog McCree Two, and some third game. But uh, we just played the first one, and yeah, it instantly took me back to the old arcade game days. It's like you know, it is the game perfectly. Uh, the only thing that uh, mechanically is a problem is I don't know if it's just because of the Wii mode or what because uh, you know it's not an actual light gun nope uh, so accuracy seems to suffer and timing really suffers like there were times uh, where like Des or I would be in a shootout with somebody and we would definitely be because like when you do a shootout you start with an empty uh, empty clip because they want you to like reload they in, in terms of a showdown they want you to keep your you know your rectangle off the screen because you have to reload and then raise it so uh, you know, give you that 
showdown feeling. Um, so there were times where she would definitely reload it and shoot the guy before he would get his shot off, and she should have killed him, and it still he wound up killing her. Yeah. Uh, and same thing happened to me a bunch of times too. So I think uh, that's just poor programming because like having played a lot of shooters on Wii, like responsiveness has never been a problem for me, especially time. Were they were they like? Were they original light gun shooters ported over to the Wii, or were they Wii built-up shooters? Because I think Wii built-up shooters take into account the fact that the Wii controller is not a nunchuck. Oh, I mean, not, right. I'm sorry, not a, <laughs> not a light gun. <laughs> wow, that was stupid. It's not a um, nunchuck, in fact. It is not a nunchuck. Well, they know that. It, uh, if it's a port, then they obviously did a shitty job of it. But I will say that what I've played are you know things like Resident Evil um, Umbrella Chronicles, so it's made for the Wii. Al, right. you actually have... Um, you actually have um, some of the old arcade ports, right? Like House of the Dead and uh, Ghost Squad. Mm-hmm. So how are those in terms of responsiveness? Uh, they respond very well. Um, honestly, the one thing I don't like about Ghost Squad, but it's rectified, uh, is that by default, there's no reticle. And ah, so weird. I think that... <clears throat> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> really bad orange juice. Not bad on it, but <laughs> so they they rectified the reticle, pretty much. Zing! They give you an option. The rectum. <laughs> Ew. They Ew. give you an option to turn on the reticle, but you have to actually turn it on yourself. It's not like it's on by default. And then oh, so so you have to you press a button off. in the game, or it's just an option. Before you start, I think you have to um like while you're choosing your character and things like that, you choose okay reticle on or off. I wonder well, how they ha- expect you to play it without one. I think that with the Wii Zapper being at its position at your hip, you probably or you can probably look through it and aim. That's probably why they allowed you to have reticle off. You also get more points if your reticle's off, which I'm like, well, that's bullshit. Because I don't uh, think. It, have you tried that using the Wii Zapper without like by actually trying to aim down the sight? Because I think that like I I made this whole rant when the Wii Zapper was announced at E3, that, like, it is not possible to play it like a light gun and have it as accurate as you want it to be because the technology is different and it doesn't work in that same way. And so it's not going to be, you know, you can't just look down the sight and expect it to shoot where you think it's going to shoot. You need a reticle. And and, and now that you're saying that, I'm wondering if, if, if that's actually not the case. Well, I wouldn't know anything about Wii Zapper because I don't own one. Okay. But... um. Maybe it, if if because that's that is true. If you like raise the Wii Zapper to your eye level, it is not going to be at eye level on the TV, or odds are it won't be, because I right. can play Ghost Squad and have my hand at my hip and just angle, you know. Right. But I was playing most of Ghost Squad with my arm up, which in and of itself is really painful. <laughs> but um. When I was playing without the reticle on, like the very first time I played, um, I played without the reticle, and I had to shoot to see where I was before oh, I, I shot see. again. And so okay, I was so wanting to shoot ammo drain. Shit, I'm like, fuck this, because you can't tell where you are, because you can't tell where you are. Right. And it's not as it's not the same thing as like on, of course. Like if you point at the screen a certain place then it's going to shoot where you point it. Um, so that's pretty much the only thing. I mean, other, in terms of responsiveness, it's it's dead on. Right. My only so Mad Dog McCree! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, just to finish up what I was saying, uh, so we, the, the game has some problems, but other than that, it's like, 
you know, ridiculously cheesy, awesome full motion video game, uh, video video game, <laughs> video um, video game. And uh, it, it if the game itself ever it's like seventeen dollars or something new. If it if it ever drops below ten dollars, I'm going to get it just because <laughs> it's re- it's still ridiculous fun. Um, once I got used to the like uh, snakes on a plane, stupid. Yeah. Uh, once I got used to the uh, the inaccuracies and was able to like recompensate for it, I was able to get through most of the game. Uh, like the first one, uh, almost to the end. Um, but uh, I didn't continue in time because I was recording myself playing and. Uh, I was stopping my camera from recording because I was like, uh, I'm just going to stop recording and I'm going to try to beat the game. And so the buzzsaw went into your chest? The buzzsaw. Oh, you never played Ninja Gaiden in the arcade, have you? I guess not. The continue screen when it's counting down is basically a buzzsaw, a buzzsaw down lowering down into your chest. And the guy's oh. going, no, no, no! <laughs> and like, there are people in the background like cheering and shit. Anyway. No, not there awesome. aren't people. It's more like machinery. Like- I thought demons. I saw something. It's like demon oh, walls demons. Okay. Demon walls. I'm okay, sorry. Go ahead. Of that. Go ahead with your buzzsaw self. Ugh. So, yeah, Yawn. that's it. The game's fun. If it's ever below $10, I'll buy it. I'm done. Bad dog McCree. <laughs> All right. So. And that video will get up on YouTube as soon as I get around to fixing it because I'm trying to do picture in picture, which with my editing programs does not work too well. What do you use? Especially, uh, well, I have uh, the Windows Video, Windows Movie Maker, whatever, which I use, but that doesn't have picture in picture. Yeah, so you have to hack for, it in. Yeah, Coral Video Studio Pro uh, does have picture-in-picture, picture, but because my one video is from my iPhone and it's in a different format, it seems to cause a conflict between that oh. and the, uh, the WMV file that came off my flip camera because I was, yeah, using two different cameras, yeah. obviously. And so the, the conflicting files cause Video Studio Pro to crash every time. So nice. I'm trying to figure out a way to get around that. Isn't um, that annoying? Like, oh, we can't handle this this one video because it's Apple. Yeah, well, we can't handle that video because it's Windows. Eh, I hate you, slap fight. I mean, it can handle both videos, just apparently not at the same time. It's <laughs> annoying. Uh, you can it hack... doesn't like interracial videos. <laughs> you can hack um, picture in picture in pretty pretty kludgy. It's it's easy, but it's also very kludgy. So, like, I used to do that with Guitar Hero videos. So, okay, but, I might um, take a look at that then. Yeah, I'll, anyway, I'll show you how. Anyway. Oh, you show me. Ooh. Just let you know. I posted Yo. a YouTube video of that game over screen. <clears throat> well, not the screen, the the entire sequence. Of the oh, posted okay. it right now. Hmm? Did you post it right now? Yes, it's in the chat. It's for you. Oh, you linked a video. I thought you meant oh. like you went and posted on your YouTube a video. No, he's he's slick like that. He did. You just don't know it. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's pretty pretty swift. Wow. Well, let's move on. <laughs> yes. So I um, for for no rational reason other than Al was playing through through Apollo Justice and I had a, a fit of nostalgia, I stopped playing Final Fantasy IV and started playing Apollo uh, uh, Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. And I got through the whole game, I think, in the span of uh, a week and a half. Um, I can't remember whether or not I mentioned that I had started it on the last episode, but it's done now. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm done with the original four cases and now I'm on the fifth. And the reason why I say there's no rational reason for me to play this is because I need to be moving on with my backlog. And I am not. So I, I, I hope to finish Castlevania Portrait of Ruin sometime in the next five months, which is kind of retarded. Rword.org, sorry, because uh, um, that game is how, how long how long ago did that come out, Al? And how long did you know, beat the years. sequel? <laughs> Al's like ahead of me. Al's lapped me, basically. And Castlevania games. 
But so uh, yeah, I need to I need to you know get on that. But I also just for shits and giggles, I because we were talking about old games. Uh, excuse me. Uh, last week uh, I slipped in ActRaiser two. Um, it's funny because way back when I when I bought ActRaiser two, I um I was looking for Mega Man X, and the store I went to did not have it. So I was like, huh? And then I saw ActRaiser two sitting there, and I'm like, I kind of want to walk home with something. And I like the first act razor, so let me buy this. And like on the cover, it was like 100% action. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know what that means. And then I popped it in, and like all the sim elements were all gone. And I'm just like, that's really, really sad, um, because half the reason, which is pretty much the math of act razor, half the reason why I played and liked the first act razor is because of that half of the game that was simmy. Um, and it, it's just kind of interesting how how badly I think not 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 badly, but the dude walks so slow, and it reminds me of, like, Castlevania Adventure on Game Boy, mm. if anybody remembers that game, and if anybody remembers Activision 2, like, it's very, like, it, the dude just kind of lumbers, and I'm like, dude, you have wings and you are an angel, shouldn't you be, like, swift and shit, but no, he's just crawling forward on his two meaty thighs, and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, um, and... There, there are cert- there are several areas where you have to double jump just in order to clear a um, in order to clear a pillar or something that you have to jump on top of, and it's like it's like a pixel too too large, too large. I'm saying it's a pixel too high, right? And so you're like, oh, now I got to double jump, and it's really annoying because whenever you double jump, when you're coming down from your jump, you always end up flying forward, and so you have to kind of compensate for that. And, like, it, it's interesting because yeah, you have to, you know, develop a lot of technique. But it's also annoying because it's like, what if I just want to double jump and not, like, propel myself forward into this bed of spikes that, oh, it just killed me, you know? Mm. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I find that really frustrating. Al, did you play the second one or just the first one? I played the second one. So you know what I'm talking about, right? It was, like, stupid hard, too. Yeah. Well, you know, so, the funny thing is that, like, the stages were actually relatively short. And, like, once you figured out exactly kind of what you're supposed to do, the bosses were really stupid easy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not – I'm not saying – like, I, I know that's a cliche, and a lot of people say, oh, once you figure it out, it's easy. No, I mean, when you're playing it and you don't know, like, how you're supposed to beat this boss, like, it will, like, take you down in, like, 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. But when you're like, oh, wait a second, if I just kind of spam this way, then he's dead in, like, 10 seconds. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it's just really annoying. The controls are just really annoying. Um, and yet there's some things that I'm kind of drawn to about it, like the, the enemy design's all like gross and, and, and very, very interesting. I, I, this is the third time I've said interesting when referring to this game, so let me stop using that word. But uh, I, <laughs> I, I take I, a shot every time it says interesting. 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 Oh, I thought you said you were going to do something. No, I said everyone take a shot. Sorry, I'm, I'm not taking shots. I'm yeah, I got to wait. I got to wait for another five hours now. <laughs> game over. Game over. No. Game but, um, over. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. There was um. There is a stage that's under. There are two stages that are under. There there are basically two stages for every kind of chapter of the game. But there's a stage that's underwater. Um. Al, I think you, I think it. If you remember, it's the second underwater stage where, um, where the boss is like that that statue uh with with the with the flame in the middle of it. Um. But you're. The, the premise you're basically you know fighting through this palace and here's what's really stupid it's underwater and yet like all the physics are are the same like they don't do anything with mario so you're kind of like what's the point mm-hmm. but anyway and, and like when you jump you jump the same height and you can fall like into bottomless pits because like 
you can't swim anyway. Um, <laughs> it, I honestly like have not gotten far in after the two. It's like the third stage or the fourth stage. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I've like even 20. gotten really to past the end of the second stage. I don't oh, okay. Remember. Um, but so so it's underwater and it's in this palace and in the first screen in the background there is this decrepit. Uh, not decrepit, like this decaying, like shriveled up zombie head that's about as big, if not bigger, than your character, right? Floating in the background, just kind of following you. And it's it, as a kid when I was playing this, like I, I was what, like twelve, when I played this, that was really fucking creepy. Like just just kind of floating back there, and then it comes out like three screens later, it comes out again. Except it's not in the background haunting you. It's like directly in front of your face and you have to kind of like hack at it to make it kind of um go away and it's it's one of those things where you're used to playing something like mario uh and luigi and what what other things that i have on on super nintendo at that time just very you know very nintendo stuff and and to see this like this, this gross ass floating head you know try to like eat me and and the way that they designed it, it was pretty. It, it was pretty cool. Like I was about to say, interesting again. Take a shot, but <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool, and that's why I stuck with the game. I, I mean, it, it basically went through the seven deadly sins, like gluttony and jealousy and all that stuff. And so that head was pretty gross. There's this one like monster that's like made out of eyeballs that kind of reminds me of Legion in um in Castlevania, although not as grotesque as that. Um, and it's just this pulsating, gross, beefy looking thing. Um. And then there's a, a a level. Uh, I can't. I think it's pestilence that that the that, that that's the boss for. That was terrible grammar, by the way. Um, and like they're they're all. It, it looks basically like aliens, where like you know the alien eggs are all like sitting there and and kind of hatching and looking disgusting and like and Hollywood and all that shit. I don't know what I'm saying, but it was very <laughs> gross. I I wish I wish this were a video podcast so I could you know splice in some video, but and and you got to remember this is like. 90 or 91 or something not 91 the super nintendo came out in 90 i'm sorry it was like 92 right it, it, it was pretty you know it's pretty early on in you know in modern day video games so 92 or something i don't know 92 don't know. 93 i don't know but basically i wasn't used to seeing that and like the most you got was like mortal Kombat, which was kind of almost campy in its in its violence mm, you know like it was still gruesome it was still gruesome, but it's like it's kind of like, oh look, he tore his head off. That shit is gross, you know. And this is just kind of like, no, this is really morbid. That's the best word for Actoraser two. It's pretty morbid, um, and especially when you remember Actoraser one. Unless I'm re- misremembering, Actoraser one was never kind of as as creepy and gross. No, not at all. So this was definitely um, more like mature. Are you are you looking at screenshots of it now? No, no, I'm. Just uh, I just pulled up the Wikipedia and okay. looked at the date. Uh, uh, I'm just wondering because I'm just wondering because like in the first two stages, like it didn't really um show it that much. Like it didn't really show its hand until maybe like the third or fourth stage. But um yeah, I, I I've got this weird love hate relationship with that game because of that. Like it's it's it looks cool. Um I like the design of the enemies and the levels and all that stuff, visually speaking. But like the controls are just annoying. So I I can't I can't, a lot of the controls are annoying. It once you learn them, it's very bearable. Um, but it just takes a while to get over all that inconsistent shit, like the flying and the and and all that stuff. And and the magic system I thought was actually 
like if it weren't for the shitty controls, it would be kind of cool because you don't choose from a menu and cast. It's based completely on what position you're in on the screen. So if you hold down the attack button and then just let it go while standing there, it's a flamethrower. If you jump in the air and like do a do a do a dive, it becomes like a like a different kind of like a phoenix like attack when you're you're, you're diving down and that does a lot of damage. Uh, when you're just in midair, it's a different attack. When you're um, when you, if you hold up on the D-pad, it's a different attack. So it, it, it's it's very kind of like you, you you can pull out anything at the drop of a hat if you know how to do it, and you don't have to sit there and scroll through a menu. But at the same time, it relies on your mastery of the controls of the game, which are annoying. So it's kind of a give and take. Um, I would actually like them to remake that. If we're going back to last week's conversation, I would like them to remake that as well as the first one, and fix the control in it. And I think it would be perfect. Like it's mm. it's a it, otherwise like everything around it I think is done well, but like that key that the key part of a game which is playing the game is not done so well. So anyway, uh, Mad Dog McCree, yeah. how's that game? We already talked about that game. I know. I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting for him to say about say something about something he forgot. I uh, no. I said I don't know. I said yeah. Yeah. I, I can talk about the fact that I'm playing Words with Friends on my iPhone with Jeff Green. Oh, nice! Tell him, uh, tell him hello and welcome. <laughs> no. Um, wait. So, is that like the is that like the um, uh, iPhone Scrabble? Yeah, I talked about it in my Apple. Bite. In your Apple Buds. Oh, how sweet. Okay. Well, I think that's it for us. Uh, for the what we've been playing, I am going to take a little break right now, and when we come back, we will get into this long ass email. Long ass email. We'll be right back. I like long ass. <laughs> mm, you long like it, ass. <laughs> back and uh we're gonna read an email from let's see what this guy's name is roadhead the roadhead aka alex wow this is long okay i think we're gonna have to tackle this paragraph by paragraph but let me read the whole thing just so we can all get the idea out there hello austin al and pete first off love the show i have been listening since episode 73 which is the gersman gate episode which is what brought me to the site originally although at some point i went back and listened to all the previous episodes jesus christ that's hardcore my first question if you're ever going to get tony back on the show i know it's been forever since he was on last but i really enjoyed him as part of the show if anything could you give us an update as to how he's doing last i heard he's doing all right um just a little you know just taking care of himself um has some you know, you know he's uh, medical things that he's always been living with so he you know but he's that's not angry <laughs> he's angry. that's not the reason why he's off the show the reason is because his computer has been on the fritz um and for those of you who don't know tony and and that's pretty much anybody who's listening cuz nobody knows him in person uh unless you're actually jeremy or ethan or someone else all right ethan's also not on the show because he's an asshole and is too busy for the show and he keeps on saying i know i know but i don't want to feel guilty when i promise to show up on the show and don't show up so uh he's trying to worm his way out of it we'll get him back somehow but tony's computer is on the fritz and whenever his computer goes on the fritz he just doesn't really use it <laughs> he just lets it sit there and then a year and a half later <laughs> ethan ethan comes by and fixes it or builds him a new computer and that's how he fixes his computer he just waits <laughs> so um 
We'll see what happens so with that. He literally waits for it to almost fix itself. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, my second question is mainly for Pete, but I'd like to hear what everyone else has to say. Now, first off, Pete, I don't blame you for checking out games from the GameStop you work at, considering you are obviously rword.org when it comes to credit cards. <laughs> to a lesser amount of money in general. But it is my understanding that after these games are returned from employees checking them out, they are still sold as new and not pre-owned. Please correct me if I'm wrong. This is actually my biggest annoyance with GameStop, along with half of the used games in those stupid GameStop cases. Although I get that since people don't bring that stuff with them, and I wouldn't expect GameStop to turn disc-only trade-ins, it's still really annoying. This is kind of related, but I once had a pre-order game and paid in full. By the time I had gotten there at around 4.30pm, they had already opened my copy for shelf displayed, which really annoyed me. So, what is your an analysis of that? Well, I remember there was one episode where Slunks actually talked about this. Um, so, at the risk of getting myself in trouble, I'll just uh, say that what he said is correct. Uh, in, okay, fine. Okay, yeah, they, they, they sell the games <laughs> we borrow as new. Um, I don't agree with it, but I don't make the rules. I just get to borrow the games. Um, so basically, your option is if you go in and you want a new game and they try to give you one that's already open, just say, no, I want a sealed one. If they don't have a sealed one, be like, all right, well, I'm going to buy my new game somewhere else. Right. Um, I mean, that's how I – when I borrow a game, uh, if I decide I want it, I try to buy the the copy that I borrowed so that, you know – So that it's does, not on the shelf. Right, so someone else doesn't get stuck with it. Pete's or, honorable. Everybody shower Pete with love. <laughs> Love, love. Or, or if I, love. Uh, if love. I decide to buy a new love. game that I haven't checked out, I, you know, I ask for a non-sealed copy, or love. I mean, I, I ask for a sealed copy because I know that, Unsealed. like, sealed. You know, I, I meant to say sealed because you're like, I know, I know what I do, bitches. I don't right. want you to do that to me. I well, I was gonna say like, I know that I take care of my games that I like the games I borrow and stuff, but I don't know how everybody else treats their games. So you know, if I haven't touched the game that I want it sealed, um, right. Totally agreed. So, and then, uh, what was the other stuff here? Oh, hang on a second. Uh, stuff uh, about them putting out his pre-order as a as a shelf copy. Um, they may not have done that specifically for his pre-order. He may have just like they have to gut a game when it, at least one game when it comes out. Sometimes if it's a new game, they have to gut multiple copies because they have to have their like they have to put a lot for display on the shelf. And um, you could have just not gotten there early enough to get a sealed copy, and that may have been the right. only new copies they had left. But yeah. again, you reserve the right to just be like, all right, I don't want this. and Give me my um, pre-order money back. Yeah, like you can ask for your money back. You can get your new game somewhere else. I'm not saying that, you know, it's right what they do. It sucks and it's wrong, but, you know, like tell, at least you show still them. have the option. Yeah, yeah. tell them. Um, be like, look, you know, I'm not going to be a customer if you're going to do this. And I mean, we've had customers come in that say they won't buy used games that have stickers on the, uh, like, actual artwork, which is uh, understandable in the same way. Oh, like, yeah, I, absolutely. I hate when they put the stupid price stickers on the actual cover art as opposed to on the box itself. I hate yeah. that they put stickers on it to begin with. It's stupid. Um, like, obviously, they need to display the price somehow, which is, you know, obviously understandable, but, like... There had, there's got to be a better way than sticking stupid shit on there, which I then try to pull off and leave sticky residue on it when I get it home anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, GameStop has a lot of annoying practices, um, but, like, you have the option to not shop there, so. Yeah, I I, I think the problem is is that uh, it's kind of like the, the not the last, but it's it's such a, a large, and I'm not saying that they, that, like, again, that we don't have the option, but it's such a large, um, it, it it has such a large hold over the kind of game enthusiast market. You know what I mean? Like the people that like that's the one place that you can go to where the people know about games. 
Yeah. That's the one place that you can go to where you can possibly find niche Atlas games if you can't find them online or if, if you don't want to buy stuff online, you know? So it's it's kind of like, well, again, while you do have the choice, it just sucks that they're like, you know what? We're going to take advantage of the fact that we are this big. And you know what? Not give a shit. You know, we're going to do our practices the way we do them because we can. And again, it's not illegal. It's not, you know, uh, it's not against any rules. It just sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that I think that um, a, maybe a better practice would be to just have a whole shitload of empty DVD cases, right? And then just ha the publisher should just well, send see, cover I, art. Just send the cover art so they can slip them in. And I know that's, you know, that's about as much effort as opening up a sealed copy, taking out the disc, finding a sleeve for it, and then gutting. You know, the in that gutting process. The problem with that then though is that it would like it would insanely like blow out the like and volumize the inventory because then we'd have like all these other things like we'd have to find places for the games and then these display cases as well and stores well, the dis display cases just sit on the shelf and like when it's but time then the to games rotate that, a new sh but i'm saying the games that would then be on that shelf that are no longer on that shelf because there's display cases there have to find somewhere else to go and uh, just take out, swap out swap out the cover art swap out the cover art and recycle it you know but what I mean? I'm like, saying, like the games you get, like okay, say we were gonna get a big shipment of Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, right? Oh, you're you're saying that the games, the gutted games that would be on display that would normally be sold and be gotten rid of now have to have a home. Yeah, and yeah, while no, that may I, I not matter that. for one one like one game in particular, when you compound that over a bunch of games, then there's a lot of games that need to find a place to sit. Oh and... yeah, no, that, that that's true. No, I, I I don't I don't dispute that. I just think that they should find a way around that. Yeah, if, if I mean, it, I as opposed to I as think... opposed to pissing off their customers and saying, hey, "We gonna gut your game, and I gonna breathe on it, and then take a shit on it, and then clean it up and give it back to you." I might Pers not even clean it up. Personally, I think they should just do away with fucking shelving to begin with, and just put up pictures of the games. Oh, that, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, there's no nothing in those cases anyway, and people just fuck up the order of the cases anyway. So if there's just pictures, then everything could stay nice and neat. And yes, we'd have my little utopian store. I'm doing Honest... Mr. Burns fingers right now. Um, Excellent. Hey, you know what they what they started doing, which I do like, is they had those big ass screens that let you search for the what, what games are out, and it gives you like the back some of the box description. Some GameStops have that. Some of them, not all of them. Yeah. Um, we and, don't. and I know that that would that might create a problem of like people lining up and waiting to use that thing. I know, but I mean, I I just think that there are better ways than than giving the customer a pre opened product and trying to shell it off as new. Yeah, and uh, for uh, this guy, uh, what's his name again? Roadhead. Roadhead. I had to scroll down to the bottom of his long-ass email. Um, <laughs> what you can do is, you know, when you, they ask you to pre-order something, you can you can t complain and be like, I would pre-order, but last time I pre-ordered, you know, you guys did this to me or did this right. to me. I've done yep. that, and then that's at least with that GameStop, if they remember me, they tend to, you know, make sure that they don't do that. To, like, this was back before I was working there. They would right, tend they're to like, oh, you, man, that's right. I'm sorry about that last time. I won't do this to you again. Here's yeah. your copy. Yeah. Or, you, you know, you can just be like, you know, they'll say, we guarantee your pre-order on, you know, the day it comes out. So I'm going to be like, well, I want some sort of written guarantee saying that I right. will not have an open copy. You know, right. yeah. the manager yep. will probably sign off on it and then try to remember it. So, right. Al, what are your thoughts? Um, my <clears throat> thoughts, because when they've been already made, um, I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 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 that was your therapist to... session. Did, I, did I you have to pull away from the microphone? About it. Me, yeah. It's like I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't ever want to talk about it <laughs> ever again. 
Next paragraph. I just find this amusing that we have to go to the next paragraph. <laughs> By the rules you made for the question of episode 172, the first console I bought with my own money was an Xbox 360, which in turn red ringed about two months later and again nine months later. It is now my backup 360 since it went out of warranty and I figured it would red ring again. My new primary 360 has been knock on wood, fine for the last 15 months, but I also think installing games to the hard drive has helped. I still consider it my first console I bought with my own money since I saved up over six months of allowance. Oh, I'm sorry. Since the first, since what I bought with... Uh, okay. Grammar, kid. Grammar. It's okay, though, because a lot of people can't type. Since the... He's basically saying the first console he actually bought was a Nintendo 64, but that was from allowance. Not, like, from money that he worked for. Have so many fond memories of Super Mario 64, Pilot Wind 64, Wave Race 64, Mario Kart 64. Jeez. <laughs> What's the next console that Nintendo's going to put out that they that the end of their game titles are going to have that? At? Like, like the Game Boy Advance. It was Super Mario Advance. Super Mario... Uh, Wii HD. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be like, new yes. Super Mario Brothers Wii HD. Yeah. Um, Blast Chords. Oh, he likes Blast Chords, too. The two Zeldas, Goldeneye, and even Cruise in the USA. The last of which I now realize wasn't so good. And Pete, your PS2 didn't count. LOL. Um, as for like this, this week's... <laughs> <laughs> he likes you. I think he might stalk you. He likes you that much. And he's going to come to your GameStop. Um, Make sure you pre-order, son. I, I, <laughs> did you pre-order? <laughs> did you pre-order? Did you pre-order? Do you know who I am? Did you pre-order? Um, as for this week's listener question of the week, I'm going to shelf this until we actually get to the topic. Um, and then his final paragraph says, as a, a suggestion for next week's listener question, how coming up with games in the long-running series that are review, reviewed poorly and sold poorly, mainly because the development team decided to radically change only the art style, but in the end weren't that bad since the gameplay remains the same. My example is Bomberman Act Zero for the 360. Oh, God! Which I played last night after buying it used for 4 bucks a while back. I, isn't that $5 too much to pay for that game? Anyway. <laughs> while there is while there is a game... Uh, I, I'm having problems reading this. Uh, the gameplay in classic mode is good old Bomberman. My only complaint is the levels get repetitive with no real changes in art style and also lack level elements such as warps, or bombs, sliding tiles. This is kind of long. You're I'm, reading kind of fast. I know. My, my, I'm running out of breath, and I want to get to the topic. So, um, but yes, we will. Uh, we will post this on the Facebook wall. Uh, the 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 new suggestion. Thank you, the Roadhead. Uh, the Roadhead. And uh, we will be moving on unless anybody has any more remarks about GameStop or Bomberman X Zero. Yes? No? No. No? Okay. No. Okay, we're going to move no. on. We'll be right back. No. Bye. Bye. Sorry, we're back. Uh, we're going to go with the topic, but questions from last week. I mean, comments from last week. I am sorry. Oh, wait, I could be Canadian and say I'm sorry. But uh, so we missed some some uh, some comments from last week, as as we always will. There there's some people who are going to comment late, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> if anybody doesn't remember last week's question, last week's question was what games from kind of the before 32-bit Nintendo 64, PlayStation, whatever, 3D era. Would you like to see remade in today's world? 
keeping the core gameplay intact. And I know we kind of bent the rules with Activator saying that it would become like a, a, a build-your-own-level, but whatever. Um, some of the comments that we missed. Uh, Sewage King from Giant Bomb says, I would like a remake for Earthbound on Wii. I never played it, and I feel like I'm missing out because of how passionate its fans are. Mother 3, Mother 3, Mother 3. I'm sure the game would sell well as long as Nintendo advertised it properly. Thoughts on Earthbound? I actually never played it, and I want to. I've only played, like, the first maybe hour of it, not even, like, three times. Every time you're just like, I, I don't want to go forward with it? No, it's just like, I get this, like, you know... You get distracted. Em emulation yeah. stuff, so... Oh, Dark Arts! We don't support privacy. Trying to get that attack, don't privacy of any kind. Sorry, go ahead. Slow down! Yeah, um... So, like, I'll, like, yeah, get distracted because I'll play it for, like, an hour and be like, there's all these other ROMs I could be playing. I mean, all these other games that I own that I could be playing. <laughs> 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 Target is not to get no prize in the card. Oh, you asshole. So, uh, yeah, anywhere else? Al, did you play it? <laughs> yeah. But um, I played it, it does seem fun. I, I've played a little bit of it, and all my friends say that I'm, like, a heretic because I haven't played it, and I don't like it. Like, it's freaking the best thing like like sliced bread and dude the game the gameplay is like nothing to scream about at right, all it's just you know turn based rpg i mean there there are subtleties to it that make it different from other turn based rpgs but for the most part it's it's really the writing and just yeah. the general yeah it's the writing that's that, that that is what makes it beloved i think and that's why i want to play it not cuz of the gameplay but go ahead i'm sorry right it's really something about the story and whatnot but I don't know. I kind of have Grandia syndrome when I play that game. Oh! And I actually managed to I get. I have to find a cat. I uh, actually managed to get much farther in Earthbound than I did with Grandia. In Grandia, because Grandia, I think I only played about a half an hour of that game before I couldn't take oh that my childish God. shit. Oh my god! I did anymore. the same thing. But, I found the cat and I turned it off. Right. Pretty much. Not a single battle. Right. I have not. I, I have not fought a battle in that game. Um, I'm gonna go back to it. I have to. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll force myself to go through it. And I have Grandia 2 on Dreamcast for for some reason, okay? <laughs> I was in the store, and it was like Grandia 2 used for like 30 bucks. I'm like, I should I should build up my Dreamcast library. <laughs> I, sh I should, uh, all right, uh, uh, Grandia 2, why not? Bought it. And so I bought it, and I thought about it, and I'm like, I never played Grandia 1 past the fucking cat. Uh, why do I have this? I'm never going to get to this game. Um, it's like I want to buy No More Heroes 2 but I haven't even cracked open the first one I think it's still sealed I think mine is still sealed too Ugh. what a damn shame I, I'm probably being called a heretic right now for saying that because No More Heroes was a really good game too it is a really good game see I'm being called a heretic so anyway yeah you um, heretic Hexen you Hexen I'm two. a Hexen uh, Hexen 2 beyond heretic I'm beyond heretic oh um, so, Earthbound, yeah. Um, I was about to go off on a tangent of Hexen and Heretic Naming Convention. <laughs> I'll do that in five minutes. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it, uh, a remake of Earthbound in 3D on the Wii. <sighs> God, sorry, Jesus, no sleep. It will never happen. Because not even idea. Mother 3 is coming out. Mother 3 is not even coming out. I mean, that's the Which sequel to I would hope for. Earthbound. Didn't they come I mean, out with, like, a big-ass translation in this, like, guide, like, this leather-bound guidebook or some crazy fan shit? What do you mean? Like, uh, okay, so they're, they're, like, they're uh, like Starman.net or, or one of the communities that's so into Earthbound. Um, you know, Earthbound, uh, Mother 3 never came out, and so they, they translated, translated the, the dialogue, and then they put out this book or something. I, I don't... I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't I'll find it while you keep much. talking. Once I heard that Nintendo was not even, like, considering Mother 3 for release in America, that, that 
I just forgot about it. I mean, granted, Mother and Mother 2 have not even come out in America. Well, Mother 2 did. Sorry, that's her mouth. But the originals didn't even come out, and that had like a whole big translation with the ROM and everything called Earthbound Zero. Right. And um, I don't know. I just think it's weird in general, just as a side comment that I don't want to embellish on, that Nintendo will come out with like eight games in Japan and then release like the sixth one in America and act like that's the very first thing that ever came out. Like Fire Emblem. Yeah. Oh. Fire Emblem for for GBA yeah. was like the tenth Fire Emblem. Oh, man. And then they're like, oh, uh, yeah, you don't know what the fuck is going on in the game. I mean, granted, it starts off with like a, a new uh, character, a heroine, and things like that. But then they release Smash Brothers, and they're like Marth and Roy, and and you don't know who the fuck these guys are. They say Fire Emblem, but you've never seen them before. <laughs> and then they come out with Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, I think it's called, or something Shadow something or other. But that's actually like a remake of the first Fire Emblem, right? And it's like, okay, well, why couldn't you give us that first? And then we like it, and you give us Fire Emblem 2, and Fire Emblem 3, and Fire Emblem 4, and actually, like, give us a story that we care about, and re-release all those games released in Japan, and make even more money. But no, they decided they're going to release, like, Fire Emblem 8, and then Fire Emblem 1, and then come out right. with some brand new Fire Emblems for Game by the way, By the way, I found it. Uh, I will link you guys to it in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came out, they, obviously, they came out with the translation patch, you know, which is obviously illegal, but whatever, like, that... That that's that's still something that I think um, is I'm awesome that they went through all that work. That. Yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> and then they they released like a a, a fu- okay, so let me read this to accompany their unofficial fan translation of Mother Three. The dedicated gamers at Starmen.net have also released the above pictured surprisingly professional companion book. The book, appropriately dubbed the Mother 3 Handbook, is a 200-page full-color paperback containing the sort of colorful screenshot lace content you'd expect from a professional strategy guide. The quality of the writing is easily on par with the works of Prima and Brady Games. Those who pre-order the handbook will receive early access to chapters of the book as they become available as, as PDF files. And a lightning bolt-studded courage badge keychain. Though no official release date is available, the handbook's official site said that its creators expect to begin shipping the $20 book in January of 2009. So this was last year. Uh, I'm going to go on to Amazon and see if it's available. But, like, the cease and desist thing, it, it boggles the mind that, like, they let these guys do that. And I think it's awesome that they did. True. Sure. Be- because, like, they're not coming out with this shit. So, you know, why, you know, why be assholes about it? But like, So I'm looking on Amazon, and it's not available. I'm not seeing it as available here. I, I think you you probably have to order it directly from Starman.net. I'm, I'm assuming. So let me. Uh, uh, and I like Starman.net because they were one of the sites that linked to us when I went to the Nintendo World Store and Reggie was there, and he said that there was no news about Mother Three, and so they linked to us saying that there was no news about Mother Three. Yeah, we got. <laughs> Which, we are like, official right. source of news from you. Yeah. Um, Starman. I just went to www.starman.net and just no longer there so i'm wondering uh I- i'm i'm wondering you what went uh, to starmen.net right i think so let me try that again maybe i didn't <laughs> starmen.net oh. there we go <laughs> there we you go you might have confused that with <laughs> yeah yeah so um order mother 3 and more how do you oh so it's on play asia oh no 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 i'm sorry that's the official shit that's the game yeah, that's the official shit. Um, goods, merchandise. Uh, I don't see the 
book anywhere. So I don't see. I don't know what happened. Maybe because like, it's been a year and uh, a couple of months, and and they just don't have it no, anymore. The, yeah, there's no demand for it anymore. Yeah, you know, all eight people already bought it. <laughs> That's I. I totally would have bought it had I had I you know had it been top of mind, mm. um, just to support them. It's only twenty bucks, but. Uh. Oh, I'll I don't know. I'll email them and be like, "Yo, can I get a book? <laughs> I'll pay you." <laughs> yeah, we'll can I email you a PDF? Can I interview you on the podcast? Why not? Um, but yeah. So it's been five minutes, and so I said I was gonna go on a tangent about Heretic and Hexen. Let me ask you something. Hexen is Heretic two, right? Yes. Okay, and so and Hexen, Hexen two, two is Heretic, is Heretic 3. three, technically, but it's Hexen two. <laughs> okay, I'm just wondering because I was like, "What? How the how the hell does that work?" Um. I started Actually, wait playing. a minute. No. Wait. I'm pretty sure there's a Heretic 2. And Heretic 2 came out late. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I yes, just, Heretic like, I started 2 for PC. It is actually... Hexen is a spinoff of Heretic. And Heretic okay. has a sequel called Heretic 2. Okay. Um, shit. I, I, I just... I started playing Hexen mm-hmm. um, on, on Steam. And like just going back to that old Quake engine, I'm just like, wow... Like this is kind of like I had to, I I forgot what the key binding was for permanent mouse look and so I had to hold down middle mouse for the entire time I played. Don't I'm, I'm for like all forty three minutes now. that I played. Just let you know about what. It, it, I mean, it's according to the the, the wiki, but um, Hexen Beyond Heretic is the sequel to Heretic, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the second game in the Serpent Rider series. So let me click back. Uh, Heretic 2's blah 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 continue the story of Corvus main predecessor main character from Heretic uh, <laughs> this is the only Hexen Heretic game that is unrelated to id software apart from its role as engine oh. licensor so was Earthbound released for the, for the virtual console yet no it won't be oh it won't be at all oh wait the original oh you're talking about yeah. Earthbound Earthbound yeah uh, if it was, I would probably have it. Let me uh, okay. check that. What? Oh, I spelled it wrong. Nintendo. Nintendo. Let's move on to the next question. Yes. Come on. Sorry, I like the I like the Wii Shop music. I know it's like elevator uh-huh. music. All like, day. Yeah, uh huh. The Have you heard the DSI Shop music? No, nah, it's very similar. Yeah, um, we played on the Giant Bombcast all the time. Uh, Tony S says, "I would really like this is awesome. I would really like to see a River City Ransom remake on one of the HD consoles." It's a lot to ask though, since the challenge would be transferring the charm of the 8-bit style over to a high definition platform. It would be very awesome if they could pull it off. I would like to see that. I mean, if you think about it, River City Ransom is one of the first quasi-open world games. True. Sort of. I was going to say that, but I thought that there are enough, like, beat-em-ups, and I doubt that it would be reproduced well, but... um, Well, I mean, the, 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 the key is not the the... I mean, I'm sure they could find ways around making the beat-em-up gameplay work a little bit better, but I think more just about the, uh, uh, the, the aura of it, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the environments like walking around and being able to, to, to go almost not anywhere, but, you know, do things out of order, uh, making people say barf when you punch them, you know, shit like that <laughs> and having changed barf, oh, barf, um, 
nor um, oh. But yeah, I mean, I, I I could see them, like if it's something like a um, what's it called? Something like a like an XBLA download or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see what else. Actually, they um, did kind of remake River City Ransom. It was shit, but we're not gonna talk about that one. The the GBA one. Mm-hmm. Did you actually play it? Mm-hmm. I rented it. So game I heard I heard that like it totally stripped out the multiplayer. Yes, it did. That's the main reason why it sucked. Oh. That like, well, see the you know what the funny thing is though that most of my River City Ransom playing was single player. Mm. So was the gameplay itself okay? Yeah, it was. The gameplay was was good. I mean, think remember Super Dodgeball for uh, GBA? Mm-hmm. It's basically those graphics with River City Ransom engine, but it's single player. And I mean, most of my most of my River City Ransom gameplay was multi, so that's where my um dislike for the remake comes from. Ah, gotcha. I kind of, I, I, I kind of want to buy back the old Super Dodgeball for GBA. <laughs> yeah, I think I have it buried in my drawer somewhere. You can, can I buy it off of you? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh. 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 one one zero two two. Um, if you remember from last week, said that he'd like to see Final Fantasy VI remade and went on a diatribe about how Final Fantasy VII is no more than a graphical facelift of it. And he clarifies what he would like to see out of a Final Fantasy VI remake. He says, a visual remake would be nice, but the best way to really nail it would be to make tweaks to the battle system, exploration, maps, etc. to make it a little more modern. For example, a pure active time battle system is no longer really a viable option because it was done to death in 4 through 9. Changing it in minor ways without destroying the original concept would freshen it up. As for specifically how that could be done, that's why they get paid to make games that I buy while I sit in this chair and type on this site. <laughs> I'm sure they'd have much better ideas than I would. I'd also like to see a relocalization. There aren't as many crazy lines as in Final Fantasy IV, but there were times when the dialogue just didn't work. I... I I, I want to go back and check that for sure, cause and I'll talk about this in a second. But also, the voice acting would either need to be excellent or left out, because nothing kills nostalgia more than hearing a favorite character from an old game sound like an idiot. I think this goes for all remakes, not just Final Fantasy VI. Can you imagine Terra sitting like, "I'm spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm half Esper and human. My father was an Esper. You remember how, how terrible that would be? Like well, that would it- destroy." My belief in life, because uh, this put, is like this is my fucking favorite game. Wait, alongside Metroid Prime. Um, now I know you haven't played. And um, Locke, Locke would be like, "Hey man, that's Treasure Hunter to you." <laughs> oh, oh what? God, shoot me now, dude. Oh. Yes. Um, what's up? I'm getting the shivers. I you haven't played Dissidia, but Tara's no, I haven't contracted that disease. Is, is, eh. Oh but, no, but. At least she's not actually reciting lines from the game, but they would probably use that same voice actress if they were to do a blah, 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 blah. Because I think oh, that don't. the voice actor for Cecil for the remake of Final Fantasy IV is the same voice actor for the Dissidia. The print. I know the same voice actor for Titus and... Cecil um, in four was the was was played by the guy who played uh, the prince in Sands of Time. Right. Um, I don't really know. I don't remember. I haven't played uh, Dissidia in a while. Mm. So I don't remember if the voices are the same. I do know that Tius's voice is the same, and uh, Jack's voice is the same. As in ten. As in ten. Okay. Um, and Golbez's voice is the same. Mm. What about Kane's voice? There is no Kane. Yo, 
Do, oh, do you remember, like, like what was your reaction to hearing Kane's voice the first time in that game? I was startled because I'm like, dude, why do you sound like Darth Vader? Because I remember, I remember <laughs> bringing it up on the podcast, and you're like, no, I haven't played it. I'm like, yo, he sounds like this. I'm like, why does Kane sound like <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, but anyway, um... I said I was gonna. Be, oh, the relocalization. Yeah. So, so I think there was this whole uproar, if you remember, about Ted Woolsey's. Is it Woolsey or Woolsey? I think it's Woolsey. His yeah. translation and like all the people like on the interwebs and like who were into like the whole translation patch scene were like, we're gonna release a Final Fantasy VI translation patch because Ted Woolsey totally ruined the original meaning of the game. It's not right. It should be original. And then like they released it and it was completely dry. Like, yes, it was probably a literal translation, but I'm like, this is not enjoyable. Where's my fire, fire, heh, 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 heh? Where's my Beavis and Butthead reference? Where? Where? where <laughs> Why is Ultra so, like, you know, n- you know what I mean? So, like, he, like, it's funny because back then I was, like, I was in high school and I was stupid. I'm like, oh, my God, they're right. How could they do this? I didn't know this was the case. How could he mistranslate the game like that? That's terrible. I did sound like that when I was in 11th <laughs> grade. Exactly like that. <laughs> Al, you remember, you remember from when I worked at Vault? I sounded exactly like that. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but um, so after like just just you know getting more educated, I'd say like I think about it, and it's like Ted Woolsey did what a localizer is supposed to do. Yep. You take something, and if it doesn't work in the in the native language, you change it so that it makes sense. But you don't have to change the whole core of it. But if if it would make it for a better like Phoenix Wright, I I bet you Phoenix like. Half of Phoenix Wright does not resemble what the Japanese game was like. Oh, I'm sure. But wait, like, wait, what game was that that used a lot of? I think it was Phoenix Wright, like the third one, used a lot of like uh, pop culture references. Yeah, and in the first one, um, the director of the Steel Samurai show talks in like Lee speak. Right. And then he he's like he was like, oh my god, that sucks swords. And then meet Maya is like, what is a suck sore? S u c k s o r e. Yeah. So like they 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 play around with that. That wasn't in the Japanese version. I can bet you that. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in Mario and Luigi, the first game, they had that uh, thing with the Yoshi Egg Fiend. Uh, I I gotta go back to. I gotta, oh my god! Yeah, I, I was so I I I love those Nintendo translations with uh, the Treehouse you know, does some good shit. Uh, Trinan and Bill Trinan and and, and, and the other Nate Bildorf. Yeah, yes, they, they, they are awesome because they say things and it's it, it really connects to you because they're kind of like our age. So, like, right. in, for example, in Mario Luigi, the first game, there's this one guy who was absolutely crazy about Yoshi eggs. And I'm assuming in, in Japan, you know, they probably use whatever colloquialization is for someone who's a fanatic about Yoshi eggs. But instead of bringing it to America and saying, oh, I'm a Yoshi egg fanatic, they actually said, I'm a Yoshi egg fiend. Oh, nice. That's nice, why I nice. was like, oh, this translation is fucking awesome. I mean, that's one thing that really stuck out, and I'll never forget that. That's kind of cool. Uh, I gotta go back and play that. But Oralin says, with such a huge cast of characters, minor enhancements to combat might be nice to diversify them and give the nature of their many relationships, integrating a sweet golden like combo system. What was he talking about? I think he was talking about six as well. Let me go back to my brog. Oh, this uh, is the from the same guy, Oren. Oh no, I see. Never mind, Oralin. Um. Ol- yeah, Oralin. Um. Actually, yeah. Th- so they both commented on um Final Fantasy six. And Olerin, um, actually, so, like, I asked both of them, I'm like, what, what would you do? So Olerin's first comment was, I have to get to Final Fantasy VI. I think the only reason that game that game gets any hate is because they played it after Final Fantasy VII, or shiny new games in general, that made sprites seem obsolete. 
when it came out, it was an RPG masterpiece that still holds up today, but if remade top to bottom with amazing graphics to put that already amazing soundtrack to, it would be a technical marvel. The RPG gameplay is solid, and there are tons of side quests and a large amount of content to explore as it is. The story is already deep, and if each character was given the technical care to express their emotions and dark stories with newer technology, it would show that some people... It would show what some people have stubbornly missed out on and what the old school fans have been clamoring about. Think of the opera as just one amazing part to the whole as told with lifelike characters and current cinematography. Sure, I like many remakes, but Final Fantasy VI holds that top spot for me. Um, it's really stupid because I, I asked both Auron and Orlerin how would you remake it, and he pretty much listed it right here already. <laughs> with, but he answered it again anyways. So, yeah, back to this one. With such a huge cast of characters, minor enhancements to combat might be nice to diversify them, and given the nature of many other relationships, integrating a Suikoden-like combo system would be a really cool way for players to really get into their favorite teams. I think that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Um, expanding on the maps to make them feel as a little less formulaic might be refreshing, but I'd also get rid of the random battles to accommodate. I really enjoyed the airship mechanic, sadly missed in Final Fantasy X and up, so I'd definitely bring that back with perhaps some side quests relating to having fun with just flying it around. Speaking of the airship, go ahead and throw in a usable arcade gambling hall in there. Oh, that would be awesome for some extra prizes or something, and given Setzer's character, it would not feel out of place. That is totally true. I would like to see yeah, that. Absolutely true. Um, amp up the Colosseum to include more options, team battles, maybe even playable monsters. The game already had so much going for it that it probably wouldn't need anything else, but there are definitely areas that would have a little extra <laughs> added for polish. Yeah, you caught that, right? Yes. <laughs> Graphically, though, I'd love to see my characters. I don't want to call them on it because this is such a good, like, th these are such good ideas. Mm -hmm. um, graphically, though, I'd love to see my characters um, interact and vocalize their deep stories with Uncharted-type quality. It is a really good story that relied on sprites spewing localized dialogue, but I can only imagine what it could be like if remade. Oh, and another game that should be remade while we're at it is Act Razor, but I digress. We cover that for you. Listen to the episode that was up last week. <laughs> but killed that, that horse. so f so far, this is my favorite um, I like remake idea. Not only because I really like Final Fantasy VI that much, but because like I think these ideas all make sense. Like they all make good sense, and I think they're doable without destroying what the original game was. Very true. Word. Um, word. Oh my God, Pizza Wake. Um, yeah, he's like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, did we? I can't remember if we read hundred hundred bullets. Um. I believe we posting did. from last week. We did the one about Comic Zone. Yes. That sounds familiar. Oh yes, no, because he talked about Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, I was listening at my brog. Uh, okay, I think that's it. So, this week's topic is the reverse of that, and Pete so kindly brought that up because he's a master of topics. Um, what current day game would you give the retro treatment to? And if anybody says Ninja Gaiden, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> you know what I was gonna say? <laughs> are you is that really? what you? No, I was gonna say Ninja Gaiden. I was gonna say Bionic Commando. Just as a joke. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shoot you for that too. Um, Here, I'll start with it, something simple. Yeah, sure. I think Dragon Age would make a great 16-bit RPG. Oh hell yeah, it um, would. Yeah, especially or, or, considering that the uh, yeah. the environments were not as appealing as they could have been. They probably would have been more appealing in you know typical top-down 16-bit RPG view instead right. of lackluster 3D world. Or or they could they could go back to the. Or, I don't know if this is really retro, but. Go back to the um, Baldur's Gate engine. See, I never really played Baldur's Gate, so I don't remember. That's just like an isometric view, isn't it? Uh, Al, you probably know better than I do. No, I, think it was. I actually have... The only Baldur's Gate games I've played were 
the Dark Alliance games. I think right. uh, the original. Well, like, yeah, RPG no, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, I think it is isometric because I believe it uses the same. I, I I think Planescape, which I absolutely love, even though I've only played like one hour into the story. I need to start playing that again. It's a great game. But Planescape uh, Torment. Um, was I believe was also on the Infinity Engine, which is the same thing for Baldur's Gate, and I could be wrong, but I think they use the same one, and that was isometric. So, um, would you w would you change the gameplay in any? Well, you kind of have to, right? If you wanted to, um, retro. Well, no, I mean, no, is really it make it for DS? Yes. You would just make the look, um, the look more retro. Yeah, just I mean. Just changing the aesthetic of it. I mean, the only thing that might not work would probably be the uh, the dialogue system. Right. Um, if I mean, but if you made it retro today, you could probably you know still include that dialogue system. Right. Exactly. So I, I guess that's one of the rules that we didn't clear up. Is it is it do we make it for a retro system or do we just retroize it to resemble an older game and still have the technology that we have today? I, I, I don't think it matters. Head, we'll, I think it, in my head I was thinking that we would retroize it today. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that way too. It doesn't really matter. Like we'll, we'll do whatever. Say whatever. whatever, 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 whatever. Be like Squall, just putting ellipsis there. Um, I was th like when I said last week Gears of War, I was serious. I think that you could do a a Jackal or um or Ikari Warriors type game, like a top down shooter, um with like an integrating cover system somehow. And if you wanted to add uh, a little bit more three D to it to make the cover system work, you make it isometric. Or you can make it like a ball. A what? Cabal. A Cabal, hmm. C A B A L, the uh, Milton Bradley game, which is probably made oh, by Rare. Uh, I never played that. That's why I was like, huh? "Oh, I I love that game. It's basically a cover game where you have to shoot people from the background, uh, not uh -huh. from the background, but people that come out from the background, and you're in the foreground. Uh, they're coming towards you, or they peek out of various places. And oh, I see it. Is run between cover and shoot them. Yeah, that could work. I, I'm, I like, I like the look of this now. Yeah, I, I think it could work. Um, it also, you could also like take the the those stages from the original Contra and just make them better. Like, do it in a way that 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 would, you know, because because honestly, these days, like, um, I don't like those stages as much anymore. Which the I, the, the the Contra running into those the Contra levels? behind the back stages. Yeah. Uh, have you you haven't played Contra for? They have a little of that in Contra Four too. It's really oh cool. yeah. Mm -hmm. Do they do they like redo it or do they just keep completely keep to like the old school way of just um behind an electric barrier and if I touch it I will raise my hands in pain. Oh, there's no then... electric barrier in these. Um, okay. So it's just different obstacles and it's kind of like sort of a maze, but it's not at the same time. Uh, it, I, it's hard to explain because I haven't played in a long time, but. Right. Uh, I thought it was really cool for like a. I think it was the second or third. I think it was the third stage. I don't remember. I yeah. I just think it'd be really cool to see like people jumping from cover to cover in like in like two D, like old school two D. Mm -hmm. Um, and and in some cases it might be even easier to jump from cover to cover because it's only in two D. Oh, certainly. You know. Um, and then you'd still have the conventions like active reload and all that stuff. The gameplay doesn't have like like the core shooting. Obviously, it's not in first person like first person third person anymore but like um like the the ideas can stay the same it's just that like now you're basically playing a a, a shmup as opposed to you know a third person kind of uh, action game al what about you i think you you were saying that you had an idea but i forgot because no, I, I actually didn't have an idea because i didn't have any time to think about it, so i'm trying to think about one now da, 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 not by under commando i know 
Um, I, yeah. Well, I was just thinking because I just like opened up uh, Steam real quick and closed mm. it. But what would a game like Modern Warfare look like? We like hmm. retroized, kind of like even if it's something like an Akari Warriors type of point of view. So kind of like the the gears, except less emphasis on the cover, right? And more, and more like on combat, just, uh, just forward like driving team players. <laughs> Interesting. Let me think. I, I feel like. Or even, f- um, or even something like Contra, sort of like a side-scrolling type of uh, shooting kind of game, where it's basically just a death fest <laughs> because it's so easy to die. <laughs> but um, uh, maybe something like that, or something or overhead where there's a little bit more strategy involved, but mm. have like a massively not massively. Because uh, then it would be like mag, uh, right? But Massive action game. game. Sixteen players game. over, you know, something like DS or something, and make it very simple and very fun. Kind of like mm-hmm. a maybe a choo-choo rocket speed pace, and it wouldn't be modern warfare, obviously. It, it Time out. Here's a tangent that I've been thinking of, and, and you just reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. Al, make a choo-choo rocket warrior game. Hmm. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> I'll think about that one. Oh, you will? Um, because I have to, you know, I mean, some games you just can't make because of certain things that you can't do and can't do, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. Anyhow, right. um, I think an, a, a fast-paced shooting game of that sort, multiplayer, uh, would really be fun just, you know, for deathmatch, racking up kills <clears throat> and seeing who can kill the most people. And then throwing, like, you know, stupidness, like, bombs. Stuff that just like <laughs> kills random people all at the same time, and it's like, oh, I got caught by that ball. Yeah, I feel like I'm forgetting a reader comment from last week about the other topic, and, and, and because I'm, I'm remembering in my head someone was saying that they would like to see the original Street Fighter remade. I just wanted to throw that out there because I didn't want to forget about that guy. Uh-huh. So whoever you were who suggested that, I apologize for not finding your name, but I did remember just now. So Street Fighter One remake would be cool. Anyway, I think so too. Um, were you done with that, or is there more ideas behind that, uh, the Modern Warfare uh, thing? Uh, I'm actually pretty dry on ideas at the moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pete, what about you? Going uh, cycle- We're cycling back again. Okay. Um, okay. How about... I didn't really put much thought into this as much as I did last week. Um, I've been too busy with my iPhone. But how about Wii Sports <laughs> as a track and field style game? Where do you have track and field? <laughs> but not... No. No but, motion control. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, actually, it is motion control. It's when you like jam on the buttons and wiggle the, the, the D-pad <laughs> over and over till you get tired. Now that is motion control. One thing I'd be interested in seeing is turning something like Resident Evil, the original ones, not the new action-based ones, turning Resident Evil into a traditional point-and-click adventure game. You know? Because, oh my god, dude! I was thinking about that because I was thinking about Maniac Mansion, and I was thinking about just right? to kind of take something like that and throw Resident Evil on there. Yeah, I think that would be kind of interesting to see. Because interesting, take a shot, um, because to me, Resident Evil is a type is a, is that type of point and click adventure game in terms of the mentality that you have to approach the, you know, the adventuring and the puzzling. You know, you have to find the right item to use here and there and all that stupid shit. Like this triangle key must fit in this triangle lock. I think we should try it. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a. Uh, I think it, it it's very fitting, and like obviously you lose the zombie shit, 
but no, you don't um, have to lose the zombie shit. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I meant the the gunplay, but you could incorporate that in a different way. You could click on them, <laughs> <laughs> and then you shoot weak. real slow, and the zombies lumber at you. And so, like, what makes it scary and stuff is that, like, you shoot, and then there's like a five yeah. second delay. And then they speaking keep coming of, at you. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of Resident Evil's background, have you ever actually played the original Alone in the Dark? Yes, I hate that game, but I like it like, at the same time. I've played it. Like I played a, a demo of it like way back when, when the CD-ROMs first came out, and those were some of the ugliest polygonal models that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes, yeah. and some like, of the hardest games to play because it was yeah, just like... Because of it, yeah. Uh, it like, I'm What's moving my character, but I can't tell what direction he's facing. Yeah, an original <laughs> tank controls, which are fucking awful. Oh. Getting out of the attic in the beginning was a bitch. Yeah. Oh my, I never got out of the attic. I, I got eaten by the zombie every single time. <laughs> every single time. But and in that game also had like one of the like most disturbing ending sequences, like game over sequences. Because you get like sent down the river and all the the dom- the enemies are, like praying for your safe passage and shit. Right. What? It was like really weird. I have you ever died in Alone in the Dark? I'm sure I have. I don't remember that though. You don't remember it? It's like they they take you underground and then they like send you off or something like that. It, it it's <laughs> very very faint in my brain, but I do remember it. Was Why like, don't you find it on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I could do that. <laughs> And then let's I'll let's like, yeah. Oh, right. How about let's, let's retroize Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball? Oh hell no! Into like well, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna use bit sprites? Are we gonna use U Force to play it? <laughs> or the Power Glove maybe? Um, Ooh, there you go. Yeah, uh, Power Glove. Uh, uh. Get a get a hand on those volleyballs. Uh. Anyway, let's go back to um the the Roadhead's uh suggestion for this week's question. He says, um. After browsing my shelf of last encouraging games, I couldn't come up with many games I'd like to see retro. The one game that I think could be made into an either 32-bit or 3D side-scrolling platform would be Cameo Elements of Power. Although even I realized Cameo wasn't so great, I think that it would be interesting as a side-scroller. Think Cameo and Trine mixed together. Plus, I wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be nice to see a game in the style that Rare did during the SNES era? Uh, I, see, I haven't played enough of Cameo, and I didn't like it, and I didn't play enough of... I didn't even play Trine yet, so I don't know how that would work, but anything that that uh, that you turn from 3D into side scrolling. I'm trying to look at my shelf too. And See, I was thinking thing. of that, and I was going to say Assassin's Creed, but they kind of already did that. Yeah, Assassin's Creed is basically a modernization of the old Prince of Persia. Yeah. So I, it would probably just be like Prince of Persia and with stealth kills. And they've gone back and remade. Aren't some of the portable stuff 2D? Yeah, the the DS games are, are 2D. I'm actually interested in playing Assassin's Creed 2 on DS. Like that looks pretty interesting to me. I may Take check it shot. out on the iPhone, but I want to. That's look two shots, right? Because I said interested and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two shots. Um. Remake Tetris in retro. No. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at my shell. Like Dead Rising. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Make it like a Final Fight brawler in terms yeah. of gameplay. Just like straight up brawler, but like it'd have to be able. It, it, Dead Rising's thing is having a million enemies on the screen, so they'd have to find a way to be able to, you know. Well, I guess if they retroized it today, they'd be able to do that. Yeah, NES Flicker. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can make anything work with Flicker and slow down. <laughs> It just won't play optimally, but it'll work. I just had a thought: Burnout. Turn it into like an like an old Top Gear style game, or like even um, super off road style in terms of like the the closest the, thing the perspective. in terms of quote unquote retro that would remind me of Burnout is like the Rush games. Oh, like San Francisco Rush? Yeah, 
Interesting. I want to play those. I've never played, but I mean, like, like imagine taking it back to the SNES era where it was like just kind of top down or like, like you know, Top Gear Two was one of my favorite games on the SNES, which is weird because I'm not a racing guy, but um, just just you know, have it the same balls to the wall. Like I am going incredibly fast, and I may launch myself through my windshield yeah. by crashing into someone else. You know, I, I think that would be kind of interesting to see on a um. Like on a, a on a portable platform or or on a download type thing, um, a Geometry Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Guitar Hero. No, that would be terrible. Uh, they already did like a, a whole bunch of today's uh Japanese RPGs. I would just like to see with that old tile based aesthetic. I'm just curious to see what it would be like. And the thing about it is that the gameplay doesn't need to change because, honestly, to me, the gameplay in all these JRPGs, especially like the Final Fantasy ones that have, you know, since the PlayStation era, it's the same thing. I, I, let me let me curb myself. It's not the same thing, but it is not – it does not take full advantage of next-gen tenets. I think most of the next-gen comes from the – um from the presentation, and that's why I still like JRPGs because I like that, that, you know, that older gameplay. You know, so they could take that and they could put it into sprites and – you know, port it to GBA because they're not going to do it with Mother Three or something. I don't know. How how would you would you could you imagine Al Final Fantasy Thirteen looking like Final Fantasy Six? Yeah. Like would it probably would there would have draw to be people in easier? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would there have to be concessions at all made to the gameplay? Probably not, right? Um. No. I mean. The only thing about Final Fantasy Thirteen that's really different in terms of gameplay than Final Fantasy VI is um, the ATB is based on something that's slightly different. Like, you have attacks that use up an ATB gauge bar, and you have a certain number of bars. Mm, right, right. So instead of a one bar filling up and you can do one <coughs> attack, basically a long bar would fill up and... Um, as that long bar is filling up, you queue up what you want to do, right? And you can still I was, do that in six. I was thinking more on the terms of if you were to hypothetically port it to the Super Nintendo, you would not have to uh, water down any of the actual like game mechanics of the battle system, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Um, oh, okay, you can do I, that I was, on a uh, on a Super Nintendo, I believe. Right. Okay. Uh, have, you, have, have any more ideas popped in your head? Because I'm I'm scanning my shelf. I think Mass Effect would be good if they retroize it in a way where it's like a lot of old school space shooters where you actually controlled the flight of your ship through space and can get <laughs> into space battles. Like TIE Fighter? Like yeah, like TIE Fighter is more of like a first person like oh, okay. isn't though. Like I'm talking about like it's Star like, Control. Yeah, something like that. Um okay. and then like when you land on planets it could be like uh Blaster Master or something. Nice. Oh, I love Blaster I love my pet frog friend. Why did he leave me? <laughs> uh, I had something in my head, but I can't remember it. Oh, it would have been an awesome idea just because it's awesome. But uh, I'm looking at the conduit now, and it's making me hurl. <laughs> I don't want to think about that game. Um, genres. I'm trying to think of any genres that have kind of um, that have kind of been created in the last ten years that didn't really exist when 16-bit was around. Um, and I, I guess, I guess you might be able to. I I don't know. I was you know I, I'm I'm tempted to say something like Oblivion, but I just don't know how you capture that same feel. And no, I'm not gonna say uh, Daggerfall or anything like that because that shit was ass hard. But um, I don't know. I uh, 
God of War. That's what I was thinking about before. Just turn it into a top-down or Final Fight style. Not not in terms of the level design, but just in terms of the game mechanics. Just like balls out, like the same exact thing, just in 2D. I think it would work. And titties. <laughs> I think the woo! titties would be interesting. Take a shot. Uh, what was that, Pete? I just said, woo! Woo! Al had a concert yesterday, and he wouldn't sign my chest. Aw. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait no, I think it was Ty. Maybe I asked. I was like, I was like, I was pointing to my chest. I was like, I was like, sign chest, sign chest. Before you guys went on, that's why. Mm. Um, I'm I'm running out of ideas. Any any yeah, of you this guys one doesn't didn't work, seem to work as well as last week's. Uh, but maybe we'll get a lot of responses from other people. But who you are know, like, you know why? It's because a lot of today's games are reboots of old games already. So if we say I want them to retroize game X, it's like, well, it already was. It yeah. came from that retro, you know? Yeah. Um, and and, some, and, and there are certain things like Halo. Like there was a there was a fan project that turned Halo into a 2D shooter. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, but you were saying something. I'm sorry. I, I oh, I just that. said maybe our listeners will have some good ideas that we'll yes. come back with next week. Yes, and to all the young listeners out out there, just remember, um, Bionic Commando came from an old game. Ninja Gaiden came from an old game. Uh, the new Prince of Persia's came from the old Prince of Persia's. Um, Super Mario Galaxy obviously came from an old game. So n- none of those, please, n- n- nothing like that. I'm talking about shit that wasn't around before, um, like Mad World. <laughs> Or no more heroes or something. Not not even no more heroes because half of that's retro. And Grand Theft Auto, at, at the beginning, was a two D top down game. So that doesn't count. No Grand Theft Auto. None of that. None of that. Think outside the blocks, and I think you shall find something interesting. Take a shot, Pete. Yes. <laughs> You're on the internet, right? Hey, I am actually. So where do you live on the internet? So you can rob your house. Rob <laughs> my internet house. I live. On Facebook.com slash Riven, YouTube.com slash Riven, uh, shit, what's the other stuff? Dot, dot Riven, com slash Twitter.com slash Riven. Twitter. And I live in my iPhone now, and uh, all that stuff and whatnot. You Take live, a shot. So you live in your iPhone, that means you want people to touch you, huh? That's kind of gross. Al! Uh, huh? Excellent2k.blogspot.com. <laughs> Excellent2k.blogspot.com. Watch him practice his solos. They are awesome. Um, I'm still trying to find this. They actually don't have like videos of people dying in uh, Alone in the Dark, unless in it's dark? just like falling through the floor and stuff. Like but, falling through deaths. the floor? Yeah, but they have like a if you there's a part where you walk and the boards are broken and you walk over it and you fall down. It says the end, and then um. <laughs> I'm the just looking at this shit. Evade, die. No, the um, end. yeah, it says the end, and then it has a picture of the house with a whole bunch of like really ghastly creatures and shit. And that was a pretty scary shot. But mm. that you have to get defeated by, I think, um, one of the actual monsters, and then they like drag you under the the house, and mm. then you're like you're you're dead with your arms crossed, and you're laying on a block, kind of like a, 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 a an altar. And mm-hmm. shit happens that I can't remember. And then they show the house. But I can't find it because they keep showing good shit. Like people killing the monsters with this terrible ass engine. I gotta, I, I gotta find like a gameplay video walkthrough just to see how. that, Just to verify oh, to my brain that it's actually possible to play that game. There's actually a speedrun of this <laughs> on uh, YouTube. 
Speedrun, Jesus. Yeah, let me see. Alon in the oops, the dark speed run. Pete, you live on the internet? No, I was done with my um, internet. Let's see. So we have xlm2k.blogspot.com. Yes. Where else do you live while you're while you're looking? I don't where live else anywhere do you live? else. This oh, oh, I'm sad. You find an oil lamp. Oh, love lamp. What? Oil. What'd you say about lamps? Lamp. Oil lamp. Oil lamp. Rocafuertemusica.com. Yeah, I said that in the beginning of the episode. I know, but we had to do it in the end too because it deserves pimpage. Inyakame. I live at sharkversusoctopus.com. Octopus. Octopi always win, as Ultras would tell you, and he's not wrong, and so you're wrong for going against him. Uh, that's www.sharkversusoctopus.com. V E R S U S is spelled out, and Al has a new entry that refers it back to Pokemon, which I think is pretty clever. Uh, you will want to go see where fish wear stethoscopes and take people's blood pressure at drfishypants.com. Doctor is spelled out. You will want to go read about people loving dinosaurs at everyonelovesdinosaurs.com. It's everyone, not everybody, right? I always get that mixed up. I don't it's know. everyone, right? Eh. Everyonelovesdinosaurs.com. Maurice's blog. Uh, and I know I'm forgetting something or somebody. Oh, yeah, that's right. Trygames.net where you can get this podcast. And don't forget to send us questions or comments to our mailbag. What's our mailbag address, Pete or Al, or one of you? Oh, thanks for the lightsaber, Pete. Oh, no, not that iPhone lightsaber. Yeah, it is. <laughs> mailbag at trygames.net. <laughs> really, Pete? Really? Really, Pete? Really? 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 <laughs> <laughs> really interesting take a shot um, mailbag at trygames.net send us mail or you can tweet us where can you tweet us you can tweet us at Mr. Trupon okay that's with an O not a zero at Riven R-Y-V-V-N at Dreadmage D-R-E-D-M-A-G-E you can send us email to the mailbag you can tweet us there you can hit us up on our blogs my blog is gamespot.com slash and I'm going to stall for time while I slash users slash Mr. Chupon with a zero I don't know a zero on the blog and Al is at gamespot.com slash users slash the underscore antipode A-N-T-I-P-O-D-E as an erection Pete is also on Giant Bomb, but I don't think you... <sighs> what is that? A little pa- piano. A little, a little piano? Oh, one of my coworkers has a stupid piano. Oh, what, what did you say about me? Pete D- your game, do you, have you been j- blogging on Giant Bum? No, I don't all? really blog much. I he doesn't a, blog much anymore. I do videos just, and podcasts. Just go to his MeTV. You don't need to leave comments on his blog. Leave comments on his YouTube page. Oh, that's Pete, me. play us out. Pete, play us out. I don't know how to play music very well. That that's evident. Hang on. So hang, for, on hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. I gotta let me get to a C. I gotta find a C on here. Okay. Then there you go. Oh, that shit's copyrighted. Quick, cut that out. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I couldn't even tell. It's Charlie Brown. Uh oh. I'll find it and I'll splice it. Is it still intellectual property by Peanuts? I. Oh, I don't want that music. Penis. Uh, penis. Penis. What? Huh? Whoa. What? Dude, just watching this game is fucking funny as hell. Uh, Alone in the Dark? Yeah, like a, a, a perfect playthrough. Like, there are these, like, demons standing at the two sides of this staircase. 
and you have to put a mirror on a statue in order to kill them. Mm-hmm. And so he just runs over to the, to the mirror. The demon's standing still. Puts the mirror down. The mirror's like, Ugh. I mean, the monster's just like, and and <laughs> the he mirror runs like, over. Yeah. And then he goes to the next statue, puts the mirror down, and the demon goes, ah, and he walks down the stairs. And now ah. he's in his art gallery, and he covers one of the photos, one of the photos, one of the, the portraits with um an old Indian rug. Like, oh, that's what that old ah. Indian rug is for? And now, let's see, he's walking through the library with an oil lamp, and I guess maybe it was dark without... Now he's going to throw the oil lamp. Wait, what? Oh, okay, he dropped it. I'm just... Because your sound effect is amusing. I want to know, in my uh, Words with Friends game with Jeff Green, which is basically Scrabble, I am beating him by 42 points. Are you sure he's Oh, I'm going to tweet him that you said that. Take that, Jeff Green. Actually, it's his turn, so he might make a little bit of a comeback, but... I was worried about playing him because you know he's all jur- a journalist and stuff. But oh the cudgel of Xanthor will defeat you. No, I'm just kidding. The cudgel is well. EA working at EA has lessened his journalistic uh, ability, so you may be able to beat him. I'm just kidding. Jeff Green rules. So for Pete, wait, no, do Al first. I gotta get some kind of sound up here. So for Al, <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? you find yeah. a pot of soup. You find a pot of soup. Oh, oh alone. You're still watching alone now. For for Pete. For Wait, Pete. where the hell's the sound? For Pete. Wait, where the fuck did this... Oh, there it goes. What the fuck? What's that, like, oh, 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 in the background? It's it a sounds C- like a C64 emulator on the iPhone. It sounds like a chain chomp. Oh, oh. And it is legal, because it's in the App Store. Yes, it is. I've been your host, Austin. And we out. Take a shot. Wait, what's happening now? Something in the room was turning the whole room black and white. And now he's now Carnby's fighting this some ghost with a rapier. And I think he has to push him out of the window. Yeah. Oh, he's stabbing the hell out of him in the corner with the blade. He's like shanking him because his saber broke. So he's basically, oh my God, he just like stabbed him to death in the corner and he found a key. All right, I'm stopping our recording.